Welcome to Zero to CEO, where seasoned entrepreneurs will teach you how to succeed. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. In today's episode of Zero to CEO, I speak to Kerry Stover. He's the CEO at Pariveda Solutions, and we're going to talk about how to build a market-leading company through people development. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Jason. It's a pleasure to be here today. And uh, I assume you have a lot of experience in leadership. Uh, so this is going to be an interesting topic because most people who uh, listen to the podcast are entrepreneurs who want to lead or they want to be a CEO or they want to you know, lead a company. So I want to start off by talking about how we're now post-pandemic, right? So there's this, still this fatigue of people that are still kind of I'm tired of dealing with all the stuff that happened and now they need to be brought to the light and motivated somehow to re remember, rekindle those moments before the pandemic that things were exciting. How do you propose people do that uh, going forward for the next, you know, five years? How, how do they start making things exciting again? It's a great question, Jason. It's an interesting uh, time when, uh, there's also a new sense of uh, alignment of what workers want from their employers uh, coming to light in the post-pandemic world and with the general ch generational changes of the millennials entering the workforce in greater and greater volume. So uh, there's, uh, I think the overriding that's pervading from my perspective is company or employees want to see that the company has purpose and that is extending to the purpose of getting together. Like, why am I coming into the office? Of what purpose is it going to be for me to be there? And if companies can't explain that, if a leader can't talk to his team and talk about that, that poses a problem because it's sort of an empty ask. Uh, please come to the office. Why? Uh, just come to the office. <laughs> Must be told that, right? So, um, you know, but it's a good point. This, this is where people development really matters because it is extremely hard to fully develop people without being with them in person. You, you lose the perspective of um, watching the body language of them in a room in a full set of people and then being able to coach them on how they're coming off because it's hard to scan 15 people in a zoom meeting, but it's easy to scan 15 people in a room and understand it. You That's lose true. the casual interactions of that individual when they leave the meeting of maybe some coaching or maybe even just development in, in the, in relationship that you have and deepening the relationship in some way. Yeah. You one of the things I, I read somewhere was uh, about what you just said about having 15 people in an in-person meeting and then maybe like one or two people were really kind of putting out some great ideas. And rather than a Zoom meeting just ending and then you make a call later to talk to them, then you could take a walk with them, grab a coffee and, and really have a good conversation about that topic, which is more, you know, uh, I guess real time. I mean, it's a, it's, it's, you can brainstorm together, maybe jump on a whiteboard and start kind of, you know, getting those ideas out. And I think people forget that part. So what, what's, what's a way to inspire people? I know you just said, well, just come into the office and we'll figure it out as we go along. And, and, and we all know before the pandemic, people were saying, man, that, that meeting could have been an email, right? Right. So how, how do we, how do we break that stigma and, and say, no, th there is a good reason for you to be here? Well, get to purpose. Why does the company exist? Okay. And then align what you're doing to what helps uh, propel the purpose 
uh, forward. So if your company exists to create the greatest customer service experience ever, then how are you going to be able to do that when you're operating independently without the opportunity to huddle together real quick on a, on, in a room, pull people off of calls, interrupt schedules and say, look, we've got to get together to talk about this. It's so much harder to do in a way, um, in a way virtually than to just be able to do that in a, in a space together. Uh, how are you going to be able to, um, uh, you know, have those whiteboarding sessions in a way that allow the conversation to extend maybe into lunch when the team goes together and continues talking about it and then comes back with a new idea to bring to the table. So you can't ask that of people five days a week and not espousing that, but you have to have enough of that that people see that the reason that our company exists, I'm contributing to it through my being in the office. And do you uh, collaboration? Do you believe um, the studies that have been done around the world? I think one might have been in Switzerland or Finland, where they started offering the three, four day work weeks, and people's productivity kind of went up or didn't change. I mean, do you think that that if people were given an option of, hey, you can come into the office two to three days a week, and then work the rest of the days from home, is that something that you think would be a good idea? And and if so, why? I think most people have figured out how their work life and their personal life have gone to a deeper degree of integration by working from home. And that's not something that they're going to want to give up. And so unless you're a frontline worker where you have to be interacting with the customer, it is hard to convince somebody, why do I need to be there all the time? Like I want to be able there to answer the door when the refrigerator repair person shows up and I don't know when they're going to show up. And so why do I need to be in the office and then run home when they give me a 30-minute I'll be there call? I just want to integrate that into my life, okay? I want to pick up the kids if I can help out my spouse. I, I want that. So we can't ask people to give up the integration that they've experienced, but we can ask them to come back to and deliver to the collaboration that we'd like to see from the team and also the, the culture building. There's a loss of culture, which is... Um, the understanding of practices and beliefs. And I think that goes back to the purpose statement. The belief systems of companies have degraded because people aren't there in in person and in casual conversations or reinforcing conversations to reinforce the, the belief system of a company. I have a question for you based on what you're telling me right now, because I'm currently facing this. So I'm sure a lot of other people out there are as well. Say you have a purpose, you have a valuable idea or a business that is out there and people like the brand, they like the messaging. How do you get people, whether it's in person or not in person, how do you get people to care enough about that purpose or that value besides just saying, oh, I found people who like the idea, but no, people who truly care about that purpose and the value that you're providing and then help you support that and promote that. That seems to be really tough nowadays. It goes back to who you hire, which is what you're getting to. Um, if you don't hire people that align with what you're trying to achieve, you're fighting an uphill battle. Um, so we have a, at Parivata, we have a, a regimen that we take people through in evaluating them. And we never, we looked at it like, this is what we want to work with. This is the kind of people we want to work with. 
Then we, about eight years into our life, we got into marketing and we said, let's do a brand study and see what do our clients think of us? And what we got, what we said, what we got back was, you know, what we, we, we put all the findings up on the boards and we talked about it for a while. Then we looked and said, well, what is it that, uh, that when somebody we're going to want to hire would have to have in order to get hired here? Because we're a professional services firm, consulting firm. We, we are people facing. And so we looked and said, constant learner. Our clients really value that we've got people that want to learn. And then coaches, that we're always coaching people around us and trying to make people better. And then givers, that we are people who give of ourselves to the community and to others. And so that's, our company was founded on the purpose of developing people towards their fullest potential. And we hired people who looked like they wanted to coach and learn, et cetera. But we never really articulated that as the core essence of who we are, which is we're learners, coaches, and givers. And so that Hiring people to that helps us really solidify our ability to execute on that purpose and their attachment to the purpose. We have wonderful attachment or engagement from our people because what we've done is we've found the people that align well with the purpose to hire them for. And I think any company can do that. I think you'll always be able to find it. If you articulate it in a product, it's like, do I really get jazzed about building sewing machines? Maybe not. But that's not really the purpose you're in. You're in the purpose of helping, you know, people have a greater experience in in building things for their families or for whatever purposes, right? So move beyond sewing machine and the tangible to a greater, you know, execution of purpose in the marketplace. And I think you'll be able to find ways of engaging your employees at a different level and then wanting them to be more in collaboration with each other and building a deeper culture on that. Yeah, because I mean, in the end... Every business owner wants their employees to be uh, cheerleaders. You know, they, they want them to rally the product and really tell people, like, this is the company I'm working for and this is why it's so great and I love it and et cetera. And it's, it just seems increasingly more difficult these days, but uh, everything you said makes a lot of sense. So when it comes to company leadership, uh, what are the ways that you can, once you find these people and you have these people, um, in your company, how do you now invest in them to make them themselves better leaders and, and better employees and be able to, um, you know, sustain that purpose going forward? At our, at our firm, we have, um, I use this little hidden mantra that we are a consulting firm, uh, at we, as we face the market, but technically we're a people development firm the way we're architected. In other words, our internal processes are about building people to be better problem solvers, to be better advisors, to be better coaches along the way. And so we've laid out a career path uh, for people that's based upon their building skills in five different personas, uh, their professional characteristics, their leadership characteristics, their architecture characteristics, their player coach characteristics, and their advisor. And then we've laid out here are the behaviors that we would expect to see in those personas at various stages in your career. And then we give them feedback and we give them training to help develop them in that. And we give them uh, problems with clients that help us get the opportunity to express that in the marketplace. So by looking at ourselves at the core, we're a people company and then having pe- you know the people development processes to shore it up, we're able to give people a promise 
Uh, we want to develop you to a new level. And what we need, and we need clients to have problems that we can express ourselves on. And so far, we've been very fortunate to have enough quality people that have the, the likability skills that clients love working with us. And every year we continue to do business in about 95% of the places we were the year before wow. uh, because of that quality of people and the investment we have in developing not just our employees, but the, the employees that our clients as well. So it's like a pay it forward. Like we're going to help you with, with your process because our process works and we're just, you're just duplicating it, repl replicating it. That's fantastic. So that means that you have um, some kind of ideas for, I guess, HR managers or company leadership. Um, maybe, you know, some trends in employee development that you can impart your wisdom before you go here. Um, that whole sense of purpose is critical today. I'd say with the change in the millennial workforce. Second, um, there's a level of transparency that's required uh, in uh, the environment today. There's so much information that's available and come, people can read on companies and understand different companies and hear what people are thinking about the different companies. Um, and so one, one of our core tenets is transparency. We publish salaries. We publish the expectations of performance. We, uh, we uh, are we publish our financials to our employees and we walk through what's happening. We give them weekly updates on where we stand in our financials so that there's no surprises along the way. And so our, our efforts are, we know they're smart. Why do we want to have them waste time trying to figure out secrets inside the company? Why don't we just tell them everything? So unless it's an HR issue, people can ask me any question in the company any, anyone that can make ask me a question about the company, about a client, about performance, and I will deal with it unless it's an HR issue. So why did we have, you know, uh, a difficult, why did we lose a, a proposal? I'll go through and talk to them about it. Like they need to learn versus, oh, we lost. We didn't want that anyway. The things you might hear in other companies, right. we, we treat it as a learning, but it also transparency is just a greater emphasis in the world today. And what people can learn about and when they feel their company's hiding things from them, it, it, it creates greater uh, issues. Deloitte just did a trust survey they do annually and you scroll through it, you get down to number nine. And there was an interesting thing in the area about, um, you know, what do company, what do employees want? And the number one thing that employees wanted, uh, was transparency. When wow. they trust the company, they want transparency. Now we just need the government to follow suit. Yeah, <laughs> we'd be we'd be in good shape if that if that were the case. Uh, awesome. And where can more people find out more about what you guys do? Uh, we can find us at uh, PariVetaSolutions dot com. Uh, you can uh, look me up on LinkedIn, Kerry uh, K E R Y Stover. Uh, and uh, you can just uh, also find us in social media uh, on Twitter and uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, et cetera, uh, or just uh, email me at carry.stover at gmail.com. Perfect. Thank you, Carrie. Parvetasolutions.com. Check it out, guys, and hopefully you learned something, and we'll see you in the next episode. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you learned something today, please support this podcast by subscribing to it, sharing it with your friends, and leaving a five-star review. You can learn more about me at jasonsherman.org, where you'll find information about my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, available on Amazon, as well as my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy or Skillshare. I'll see you at next week's episode.